Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm Jimmy Palumbo, your host. This is show number 69. And, of course, we have behind the glass Mr. Chris Gucci. Now, I'm coming to you live in a very different situation. I'm back old school. This is Old School Monday. Back live from downtown Mawa, New Jersey, in my kitchen. And, of course, Chris Gucci is live from downtown Matawan, New Jersey, which we love so well with Chop Sports. Chris, what's up, buddy? How are we doing? How are you doing? How was your weekend? Nice holiday weekend good. with your family? I did. I really did. Um, we're going to get to that in just a second. I had a great weekend. Weather held up. Uh, rained for a little bit. Um, I had a great time. And I'm going to I'm gonna tie that into a few different segments, uh, which you're going to abuse me for, but that's okay. I can handle it. Um, it was a good weekend. And uh, how was your weekend? All right. Yeah. Did a little guy's trip, watched the UFC fight in Atlantic City, lost a couple hundred bucks, and then recovered the rest of the weekend. But it was good. Had a nice barbecue. Right. I am the the horse champion at my sister's barbecue. Two straight games. By the way, that's the rare because I can't sh- I can't shoot and I and I won. So you got high. Okay, well the I'm hoop gonna, was I'm nine leave. feet. The hoop was nine feet. I have to admit, but it's still you there, know. It felt good I to will. Come out. Um, I am going to tie in your ha- horse championship to something happened down the shore. But before we get to all that, show number sixty nine. That's right. Now, immediately. When you think of number 69 for the New York Yankees, everyone thinks about Alan Mills. Now, I will tell you, 69, outside of some uh, NFL players, 69 is really rough with the uh, uh, Major League Baseball. The New York Yankees have been in business since, what, 1923? And, or 25, whatever the hell it is. And they, um, they only have one player wearing number 69. is Alan Mills, which I looked up his career, and I was like, ah, he's with the Yankees, but you know what? Again, another one of those. He stunk, but he played in like eleven years. You know what I mean? But I'm not, I can't go with him. I can't go with Jared Allen because um, uh, he's actually probably too good. The guy with the Chiefs, and uh, so I have to go with a kind of a goofy one. Uh, and part of my shitty Giants, of course. I'm going to go number sixty-nine, Rich Subert or Schubert. I forget how to pronounce it. My brother's going to yell at me. My brother is like the the reviewer of my show. The problem is he's six weeks behind, so I'll get a text saying like Joe Morris didn't play with the eighty-one Giants because I'll make a mistake instead of saying eighty-one, I'll say eighty-six. And I'm like Frank, that was like a month ago. But um, I don't really know how to pronounce his name. He was a guard for the Giants, uh, free free agent pick. Um, but what he's, he supposedly he was tough as nails. He did break his like he had one of those gruesome Joe Theismann type injuries where like his legs snapped in eight places. But like a year and a half later, he started like fifteen games. So he was I've I always to read that he was a tough bastard. But what he's really mostly known for is a horrific NFL playoff game for the football Giants. Um, they were up thirty eight. They were up 35-14, third quarter, and. Um, Kerry Collins, who I always thought was a little bit of an underrated quarterback for the Giants, uh, in a way that because he wrote, you know, he, Collins rolls right, fires over the middle. It's uh, what's his name, the tight end. Um, oh my God, I'm dropping his name already. Um, the big the John, uh, Shockey, yeah, Is Jeremy Shockey, wide open. Oh, hits off his face, his face mask. So Collins to Shockey, and they settle for a field goal, 38-14. Next thing you know, all hell breaks loose. Fassel decides to sit. Tiki Barber to rest him for next week. I got to be honest with you. You're an NFL guy. First of all, would you, how did that become public? Like, that's something, that's one of those private inner sanctum things where the coach said, hey, listen, 
if we go up big in the fourth quarter, let's try to get this guy out, that guy. But, like, the fact that I'm reading about him going, like, first of all, I, I, Tiki Barber to me was a decent player, but, like, we're resting who? You're not resting LT or, 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 or you know, anyway. Nor so, should you until the game yeah, is well yeah, in. Until the game is done. The NFL playoffs, nobody, it's it's five weeks of you, 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 when the season ends, you're half dead, and that's why you take off two months. But anyway, next thing you know, uh, 49ers rallied back, and they. But the Giants actually they took the lead. But the Giants rallied back. Uh, it was 39-38, and Kerry Collins got him downfield. Now their center had been lousy, and he got hurt all year. So heading into the playoffs, they signed Trey Junkin, 20-year center in in uh, long snapper. In yeah, long snapper, very big long difference. Snapper. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to say. A long snapper um, and a good catch. And um, they say supposedly in like literally in like 7,000 games, he only had two bad snaps, which again, I love. That it was like his court. first year. It was, right. they were both 20 years right. ago. So, and, uh, and, and rumor has it, my buddy Venditti at the Giants was when they were having trouble with long snaps during the season, he was like, we should get Trey Junkin. The Cowboys got him, blah, blah, blah. So next thing you know, it was a snap. It was horrific. It bounced all over the place, but the, 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 the holder, Matt Allen, who I don't even remember Matt Allen at all, he got the ball and he rolled right. And Rich Schubert had, um, he checked in with the ref to say that he's eligible. So when Matt Allen threw the ball, and it's all over the place, you see it online, Matt Allen threw the ball, the, the, the guy on the Niners just like, you know, completely you know raped him out there, slapped him, you know, I shouldn't say rape, now, you know what I mean? He, he totally, you know, Pass gave him the business. He gave him the gave, business. He was giving him the business. Should have been pass interference, but then it was another penalty on the play because the other guy didn't check in as an eligible receiver. So uh, another guy didn't check in right or something like that. So it should have been offsetting penalties, pass interference on the 49ers and something on the Giants. And then it was like a legal lineman downfield. Right. Replay the down because it wasn't a legal lineman downfield because he was an eligible receiver. Which, of course, all these Giant fans talked about that all week. And you know what kind of fan I am. I was like, yeah, okay, we got a bad call. But, like, like wait a minute. But we just gave up 30 points in the well, in the well, final yeah. 15 yeah, minutes well, of the game. Yeah, well, what happened to the 38-14 midway through the third quarter? So, only reason I'm bringing up, Rich Schubert was the, the guard who was eligible on the play, who got pass interference. Uh, and I laughed. I'm like, you know what? That would have been a big Giant win that next round. And the Giants were... Of course, when you do the prep for the show, the Giants were much better back then than I thought, actually. Um, they were like a pretty decent team under Jim Fassel. Anyway, so that's it. My guy, 69, Rich Subert, Schubert. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, you who, mentioned who you earlier, got? number 69 is a very tough number. There's the obvious uh, childish reason why they don't like to give it out, specifically in the NBA. Right. People request this number. It's the most often requested and most often turned down yeah, it's, number uh, by it's, the league. It's got a derogatory because of the sexual connotation that's attached to it. So you're not really going to see many across baseball. It's almost un, it's, it's unheard of at this point. They're not allowed. Right. Um, yeah. Basketball, same thing. The NFL is the only one you're going to find. And I'm going to go with my boy because, you know, this is what I do here. It's Dave Bakhtiari, the starting left tackle. And when you said those, that certain guys are too good for this list, he's 100% too good for this list. But, you know, here I am, he's a Packer, and he's number 69. There's only four ever that existed. How do you pronounce his name? Bacalari? David Bakhtiari. He's of um, Native American descent, and he's from the University of Colorado, and he's just a big, long-haired left tackle. You know, he's the guy that if you watch the – 
the Bucks games, he chugs like four beers in the stands, gets the crowd going. So it's David Bakhtiari and Rick Subinaga, Bakhtiari, whatever his name is, your guy, I'll leave it at that. This could be, is this possibly in the running for the worst two guys we've ever had? There's been some bad ones, and they've all been the last, like, eight weeks. So this, I, I look, I'm, I'm looking forward to show 70. We can move in the show. As people don't know, if I have new listeners, I number the shows and the number I correlate to a thing. So now it's time for the second segment of our show, Jimmy's Weight Scenario. I just love using, after I say the word weight, I love to put now. Chris, you're going to hate me for this, but you know what? I'm just going to speak the truth and whether I'm going to let it fall where it lies. I had a great week. The last time I weighed myself was Thursday morning, okay? I played pickleball. I was eating salads. I was going through vegetables I had. I was eating peas and corn, and I had actually a couple nice pieces of steak, but, like, I cooked them clean, cut the fat off. I was uh, I was I was hitting it. I I ended up I didn't have anything to drink for like three or four days. I was like hitting it, and I I don't I was down to like one ninety six on like Thursday. Okay. Friday I did go I did have, I did have a cocktail, but only had one or two. Went out. I still ate well, feeling good about myself. And then we ran into the Fourth of July weekend, which was like, which was like being up by a game with three to play, but you got to play three games. It's forty-one degrees in Fenway, and you you didn't align your pitching staff properly to face Manny and Ortiz. Um, so I came in uh, today at one ninety-nine, which technically I lost point two pounds. But those of you scoring at home, I really gained three pounds since Thursday. There's no other way. And I'm so pissed at myself, and I guarantee I'll be back next week. But I didn't. I, I kept it under the 200, and technically I lost 0.2 pounds. I even had a little something to eat this morning. So I wonder if there's ever going to be a stretch over the next maybe, I guess, from now until Rutgers football, where there's, where there's not a built-in excuse. And I don't say this. I say this like Labor Day. Yes, you know, I know like, what you mean. These are all, you know, but, like, but, but listen, but hang on. Let, let me explain. The, the, so now that I got the weight, and by the way, of course, this is sponsored by Absolute Eyewear, the Jimmy Fat Bastard segment, sponsored by Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937, or anybody over 70, 732-326-EYES. Um, they are opticians. They are friends of mine. They're one of the best sponsors here at Chop Sports. They're full-service optical, prescription eyewear, sunglasses. They got everything. Glasses for the kids. And, Chris, they are closed on Sunday. Why? There will be football Sundays. And they are closed on Tuesdays. Why? It's Tuesdays now or is it Wednesdays? Uh, I just tried to fool you, though. They're closed on Wednesdays. Why? Come on now, bro. We've been doing this for 69 weeks now. Why are they um, closed on Wednesday? That is softball Wednesdays, of course. Okay. Problem is we haven't played softball in three years, and they still, just to honor my dad and his softball team, they still stay closed on Wednesday. For that reason and that reason, nothing to do with their family life or other businesses, they stay closed on Wednesday because of Corona softball. That's Absolute Eyewear. It's 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey. They're one of the biggest sponsors for Chop Sports and long-term sponsors. And you get $100 off a complete pair of prescription eyeglasses when you mention this podcast. That's right. Again, Craig and Janine, good people. They have all kinds of products. Right now, they have have Oakley products there now, which I still think it's just Charles Oakley products. Um, (laughs) Any sunglass that Charles Oakley wears, they send it to Absolute Eyewear and they sell it. But they have Ray-Ban coach Ralph Lauren, 
Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar sunglasses. That's a little Bob Shepard for you. Go check them out. Again, absolute eyewear, 732-326-3937. So, my weight, I did lose 0.2 pounds, not enough. Fourth of July weekend, it was a big one for us. Number one, my godchild, Mr. Eric James Palumbo, got engaged on Friday. Now, I'm going to post something on my social media this week. He got engaged on the beach at Seagirt on Friday. Now, he told my daughter and some his other uh, cousins about it, what he was doing. But he didn't tell any of the uncles, aunts, my mother, nothing. So he got, um, he, um, he proposed on the beach. They had like a photographer hanging out, hidden behind the, you know, the, the dunes and stuff like that. And everybody was there. She uh, had her family in, her mother and father, her sisters were there. But the, the really funny thing about it was there's a picture of him on his knees in front of the lifeguard chair after, you know, after hours, you know, handed her the ring. She had no idea it was coming. Um, but my cousin Jimmy, because my cousin Eric sent one to my cousin Jimmy, my nephew Jimmy, and said, she's a Knicks fan now because Eric and my, my nephew, they're both Knicks fans. So what my, my nephew Eric, Jimmy did, shoved the little Nick logo right over the ring. So it looks like he's presenting her the Nick logo, which I, I'm going to send it to you privately and I'm going to post it. I That's like top five best photo bomb ever, like handing her a new bride a Nick logo. Which is You're going to do one for, for um, Miles and the Jets. It's kind of the same yes, concept. Totally got to do that. Um, but we... Um, by the way, my daughter just all all she wanted to do all week. Can we see Dave kids? Can we go see Dave's kids? Dave Sturcio, another owner of Chop Sports, uh, has two adorable kids, and my daughter's totally enamored by him. Um, you know, I, I'm just I just don't want her to become a Jet fan either. I got to watch now. It could be that simulation there. Um, that's only funny to the six people who get that joke. Um, so anyway, we were down at Seagirt at my brother's shore house. It was awesome. Maggie brought her. I said her mom and dad. Um, Pat and Catherine, uh, they came in from uh, Florida, and she brought her two sister sisters, her twins, Annie, um, Annie and Katie. Now, Annie, of course, I meet these people. I walk in the house with an old hat that my dad used to wear and a Mr. Bubbles T-shirt. I come in the door and next, you know, I'm meeting strangers for the first time. I look like a baboon. Now, keep in mind the reason why every year Fourth of July. I have four old, they call like, they're like bad Uncle Jimmy shirts. It's a Mr. Bubble shirt. It's a Jolly Green Giant shirt. It's a, uh, I also have a Juju, Juju Fruit shirt, this bright yellow thing. I've had them for 25 years. I fold them neatly. I keep them. I only bring them out once in a while. And when the kids were little, they went nuts over them. They thought they were funny as hell. Now they're old. Now it's funny. Like it's a mock on me. But there I walk in with a with a tattered Mr. Bubble shirt meeting my my nephew's uh, future in-laws. I'm like, oh, God, I look like a baboon. They couldn't have been cooler. They had a few laughs. Of course, they immediately subscribed to my podcast, which is very important. I picked up I might have picked up one or two uh, extra things. But then uh, Katie and Annie, her sisters, uh, one of them had a huge knee uh, leg brace on. She tore her Achilles. They had they played college sports and like they they've had like fifteen surgeries apiece. And so all weekend long, I was making jokes about if I see you guys once a year, like what injury you're gonna have next year and stuff like that. But it was really nice meeting them. They were very very cool. Uh, Maggie was excited. Uh, you know they've been dating a while, so I've known her a while. She's adorable. She's sweet. 
Um, and my daughter had an absolute blast. She got in on the whole wedding thing. Um, she really got a kick out of it. And uh, she loves to be around her her uh, boy cousins because I only have five nephews. But now she's happy that she actually has a girl cousin on my side. And um, we did some goofy family stuff, man. My brother's got one of those wading pools that goes from like two inches to four feet. It's it's in Seagirt. It's gorgeous. He owns a big bomb. It's, it's awesome. And he's got a cabana with a TV. You can watch the Yankee game, be in the pool, beers, wine. I was making bloody It was like a perfect, it's the ultimate down the shore. But I, you can't get a better scenario, if you ask me. Outdoor shower, outdoor bathroom. I mean, come on now. And um, what we did, the, we did the silliest thing. First thing we do is, it's a tradition we do, we get on like this little raft thing they have, and how many how many people can get on the raft and float across the pool? We had like six people on it, blah blah blah, and so we had a blast. But we also did synchronized swimming. My sister like got us to line up, and we were diving back and forth, dude. I would, even you know my one nephew didn't want to do it, but he was. We were, I'm trying to paint was, the picture in my head, and, oh, and like so I know big. I know most I know who at least most of Palumbo's are. So just picturing Jimmy. That's all I'm really need to picture Jimmy, is Jimmy right. with well, his pale. I was always at the back. Pale, right, yeah. It was. We were crying. It was. My sister was organizing it. It was funny. So my daughter had That's a blast. Good. And then, of course, leading into your horse thing, they got a little one of those baskets on the edge of the pool there. I know. I heard you guys talking about it on your show today. But we tried last year to play like three on three. Okay, but two things happened. Number one, I'm fat and slow. My nephews are in the prime age, you know, 28, in shape, you know, that kind of thing. And all me and my brother do, and my brother's actually tougher than all of them, but he's 60. The problem is all we do is just foul. And then it started to get like, I got actually, like my nephews are so much taller and stronger that like they were going for sky jams. And I'm like, you know, you got the edge of the pool and the rim. And I'm like, so me and my brother were like, hey man, like, one of us, because I would like chop my nephews like underneath. Like I'm like Frank, someone's gonna get hurt, and we because we don't mean to hurt. It ain't gonna it, be me, right? No, it ain't gonna be me because like my nephew would just push me aside like I was I was a rubber duck. You know what I mean? And then you try to you know like a baboon, you try to battle back. So we decided to do like foul shooting, but our foul shooting number one, the most intense thing about foul shooting is we we heckle. And you have to rebound. If you miss a shot and the ball hits the water, okay, you it doesn't count as a miss. You get to shoot it again. That way the people standing around are actively. And you know like in a, in a pool basketball, it hits off the rim. You, you get off. It's not as easy to rebound as you think. And by the way, and I'm horrific. So we started going. And then I decided to come up with the heckle rule. So instead of rebounding, because I'm a lousy rebounder, I would get in the face of the shooter, and I would be like, you couldn't splash him, nothing physical. But, I mean, I was just in their ear, whispering, all that's going on and on. And, you know, it's, it's a, you know what? It's a tough arena to play in. And I got eliminated the first – I got completely eliminated in the first round um, the first day. Uh, I hit, like, three of ten. That was awful. And uh, then we then we had to come up with different rules because we went like out of ten, and then you had to shoot five, and then three. Then it was just down to one, so we had laughs with that. And my brother-in-law Steve, he won the Saturday event, but Sunday event I had a I had a I was like I can't be this bad. I actually went to the finals where it was one shot, and mine rolled out, and so my nephew was shooting for the for, to win it, and um, I tried to heckle him. I was in his face, borderline. Possibly uh, uh, 
uh, little splash. I was, yeah, I was, uh, I was, well, I knew if he hit it, the game was over. But another funny thing was if the ball hits the water, there was issues whether or not the ball hit the water, you know? So I played the referee and I would come slapping at the water. If it hit the water, I just would come really high and slap on the water and rule it. Anyway, you know what it was? It was five baboons in the water having fun, creating. We were trying to make, like, how can we make this more, like, it's, it's add rules that don't exist. And I love that kind of thing. And then we did the synchronized swimming, <laughs> which was wild. And then the crazy thing was we played, when's the last time you played charades with your family? Okay, Chris, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you family advice. The next event you're with your family somehow go to the store get a game of charades because half the people don't want to play no question do you need do you need props for charades no you just need the game to pick the card out yeah well you just go like that however we had like an off off brand charades game and we had four teams and of course the whole game is anybody can play charades but it's the heckling that goes on. And we had an hourglass. You only have a minute to do the charade. Well, I tell you, I was laughing. My and There was so many bad clues. There was also impossible clues. I got one of my clues was Les Mis. How do you mime Les Mis? Like, it's like, and I, I actually started fake singing. And my nephew said Phantom of the Opera. And I went like, and then my sister-in-law said Broadway show. And I'm like, I figured I'm gonna win this. What? What? Les Mis is arguably the number one show of all time on Broadway, right? When you say, but how do you? Five? How do you? Maybe if you would have done like, see, I would have tried to figure out some way to put like a beret on or some or something. But I mean, Listen, we had, you, you only had, had a minute, bro. You, you only had a minute. I had to figure out. I didn't get it. But then my some of the clues were so bad. We laughed, um, and uh, of course, I lost in the finals of that too. But there was memories made in that room and you you make people and my daughter god love her she got up and she was she you know what she got virtual reality and and she like got it she put like fake she handed like she had goggles i was like and my one of the girls got it i was like what that would you come up with that but the only the only time we we shed the rules for my daughter was she got assassin's creed that video game and she went she looked at me like i wasn't on her team she was like like she gave me a look of like like, I don't know what this is even. So I realized she doesn't play video games. She certainly doesn't know. And then, what an, what yes, an assassin she, is, nor should she. Yes. Yeah, right? so then Creed, which she doesn't want, you know, Rocky. So I, she said, I want to pick another one. So she just reached in. And then uh, she went to one and she got it. It was equally hard when I forget what it was. But then I looked at the car and I said, hey, gang, just let you know. Assassin's Creed was a legitimate um uh, skip but we busted balls all weekend it was a lot of fun um and uh but the problem was again who's the biggest cockroach me there was food like uh, if, again if it's not in front of me i won't i don't want like, i don't i don't want you know the kind of cakes where it's icing and strawberries in with the cream those tall cakes i don't eat that but when I'm walking around after three or four Miller Lights, and someone puts slices of that strawberry, like I don't need, I don't eat cake like that. Four slices later, okay, I'm even like picking at the cake. I was like, what am I doing? And then my sister comes out with like these uh, cookies. Like in the middle of the, I got up late. My nephews came home. I was I just went down to see. I always like to see them come back from the bars if they're acting stupid. I wanted to bust their chops, and I see like a fresh plate of homemade chocolate chip cookies on the counter, like. You, 
You can't. That's unfair. That's like two shots in the vault. Next year, I'm eating that. Then they had all kinds of pastas and, and, and this and that. I just was like, oh, my oh, God, I'm eating man. like a fat pig. And my brother made like fresh Taylor ham, egg and cheese. <laughs> I was like, and I hadn't eaten like this in, in a, like this in like three weeks. I just ate, ate chips. Um, I, I don't think, you know what, to be honest with you, I couldn't have eaten. If I wanted to, if I said to you, Chris, I need to gain weight for the for the segment, I this would have you been. Could, you could have eaten more. <laughs> so like, at what uh, point do you just say like, all right, I'm going to eat this sandwich, but I know I'm trying to be good. And then at, at a certain point, you're on like your third fuck up. And then you're like, yeah, you know you're what? Like, I, I'm just, just like, this I, bailed, I bailed on it. I see how high we could get this weight. I did. I said, but I knew I had done. Thank God I did well before. Otherwise, I think I would have flew over the 200 mark, as we discussed. But uh, anyway, good time. Congratulations to Eric. Oh, wait, one last most important thing. He was one. We took videos of this. My mother was the last one to show up. It's her first grandkid getting engaged. She's been waiting for this for a long time. She's 82. So my mother came in, and we were all standing around the kitchen waiting for this moment for Eric to tell his grandmother, Grammy, I'm engaged, and her showed the ring. And my sister was got up on the steps and kind of held the video camera up. So my mother's like, hi, how you doing? Oh, my God, so good to see you. And then she put the ring up, and she went, oh, she freaked out. She was like, oh, my, hugging Eric, hugging Maggie. Then she had to meet all Maggie's family for the first time, and she's... So it was very funny, a very vocal, loud Irish grandmother, thrilled to death. Of course, I was making the joke like, uh, Eric, you know, Grammy wants you to get married by like 8.30 tonight. You know that, like, there's no, there's not a lot of time on the clock for some of the older people. They want it done now. They want like, I was like, can you get married at 8.30 and have a kid by like 11? Uh, you know, that way we we'll let Maggie sleep overnight and in the morning we have grandkids around. But then someone said to me, I would be a great uncle. All of a sudden I was like, oh. That's awful. <laughs> great uncle. That, like, can I, I already feel old and fat. And now all of a sudden I'm a great uncle. And then my sister goes, ew, I'm a great aunt. And of course, once I heard that, I was like, that's even worse. Great uncle has a little cachet. Yeah, like, you know how they do like second cousin, third cousin. Can't they just like, oh, right. I'm your second uncle. Right. It's like so like, bad. Un uncle once removed or, or something like so that. Bad. Great like, uncle. It makes you feel like a old, it makes you feel like who you are. Just an old you man. Just, you just age in dog years. But I'm thrilled. Eric's my godchild. Thrilled for him. He's a good kid, hardworking kid. Lives in Austin, Texas. And uh, so that's it. Congrats on that. And maybe maybe uh, her, his, her family's listening. Catherine said she would, but she doesn't know anything about sports. She's been bored to death by now. So, Catherine, if you're bored to death, and I'm not even going to make it. A, your your last name is difficult to pronounce. So until I get it down, I'm not going to leave gonna, it at that. You're not going to butcher it. No. All right, uh, we'll switch now to the Yankees. Listen, Yankees are winning. Uh, not much to say. Um, Giancarlo, me and my nep uh, nephew Jimbo, we're big Giancarlo Stanton fans, as you well know. And we actually watched the home run live together. It was a bomb. We got a kick out of that on uh, Saturday. Or something. No, Saturday it was. And, um, but, of course, a new segment, How Did Rizzo Do? Now, I th I, you can honestly say that Rizzo kind of got me this week. Okay. He was four for 16 with three home runs in five games. So Rizzo was part of the offense. But that being said, um, he's still batting 223. Uh, now, I know everybody says doesn't matter anymore. And the reason why I'm not all over this is that um, Stanton's batting only like 243. So he's not that far away. But at least he's hitting some bombs. But So Rizzo did pretty good. But to combine the two weeks, he's still awful. Um 
And Lindor is only batting 243, but he's hitting the ball a little bit better. So right now the, the segment looks a little shaky, but I'm going to stick with it. I think Rizzo's the most overrated athlete in New York, and I'm going to stick to that, even though they desperately need him to do well to win. Um, the other thing is uh, Chapman came in for three guys, walked three guys. I Look, I guess Max was a perfect scenario. I actually give Boone credit on this one. He put him in the game, and it was 25 nothing. And then he was like, hey, let's see what this guy's got. Obviously, Chapman has clearly mechanic and the yips. but um, And I think he's going to use them in scenarios when they're down uh, for a while. I don't see Chapman closing a game for at least a No. Month. I mean, they, no, they, the plan is to have Chapman close games, obviously. They're going to give him a long but, leash. They're going to give him every opportunity to, to earn that. Right. But if he's not the guy come playoff keep in time, mind, there's too much I, at risk to just right, throw Chapman also, in there. I also think he had a phantom injury, like his, his Achilles. Like, what pitcher, like, uh, uh, you probably know this better than I. Like, what pitcher in the major leagues in the middle of July, legs don't hurt them right now? I mean, that's how they push off. That's how they do so. Every pitcher in the middle of the season will probably say, yeah, my legs are sore. So Chapman's legs are sore because he's a major league pitcher. And they said, oh, Achilles, but it was never really officially diagnosed. I, I don't, and he, he's been walking guys for two years now, so... I think Chapman is a big issue, and Yankee fans. Chapman's always had command issues, but he made up for it with insane velocity. The velocity is now down, so so you're not yeah. And he relied on that that slow curve that everybody thinks is a slider. To me, it's a slow curve and it looks hittable. Anyway, so they got issues there, but the Yankee listen, Yankees are winning. Guys are hitting. Guys are pitching in. Guys are doing some great stuff. Poor Gallo. Um, I I, you know what. The only funny thing I heard about Gallo this weekend, and tell me again, Chris, you're going to agree with me. My nephew was telling me that he went to a bar in Hoboken on like Thursday night and a guy was wearing a Gallo shirt and he started giving him shit. Like, what are you wearing that shirt for? The guy was like, oh, whatever. And when he told me that, I was like, wait a minute. I think that's the funny, I'm totally going out and getting a Gallo shirt. How funny. Chris, if I bought you a Gallo shirt and like three years from now, you're like down the shore out somewhere and you're wearing a Gallo shirt, that's funny. And, yeah. and especially someone coming up to you going like, what are you wearing? Like, like me and you would know what you're trying to say. Like, this is a bad is there shirt. Another, is there another Yankee that like came and went that, that people didn't like? I'm trying Vasquez to think of maybe. And uh, the guy from the Red Sox. Only two guys I can remember that. Were. Johnny Damon or, or Ellsbury. Ellsbury, maybe the only well, Ellsbury was like a bigger deal. I think he Ellsbury got hurt. Like- he got hurt too. Well, Gallo just stinks. Yeah. I think, put it this way, I, I'm going to go online after the show. I think Ellsbury's too big. Gallo is is one that we'll be able to talk about as one of the numbers. Ellsbury's like, right. well, yeah, that's the obvious one. There's right. probably some so, obscure guys that we just but you, hated. You do, but, you do understand how funny it is, though. You're a big Yankee fan, and you buy now. You Like, in July of 2022, you actually buy a Gallo shirt. I'm willing to bet they got to be available for five dollars somewhere. There's no yeah, value. I mean, like Models doesn't exist anymore, but they used to have like every Yankee T-shirt like jersey. Yeah. So anyway, maybe um, I'll make one. Uh, we, uh, yeah, you, should, you know what? You should put one up on Chops boards. Just Gallo. <laughs> just put Gallo in the. And like normally, there. you get sued for that, and Major League Baseball is like, nah. No, we don't care. A, you you could have that. You could sell those. As a matter of fact, you know, you know what I think you should do. I, I just created a great idea. I think every one of your podcasts on their merch should have just a Gallo shirt. <laughs> it's like you get the podcast show and a Gallo. Matter of fact, if Dave, Dave, if you're listening in right now, you're totally making it up right now. Every podcast gets 
gets a free. You know what? You should get a free Gallo Joey Gallo shirt. That's crazy. a free Joey Gallo T-shirt jersey. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. Anyway, uh, what else we got here? Um, oh yeah, listen, the whole uh, the, the the NBA. The, the Knicks got Jalen Brunson. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess I guess he's I guess he makes him better. Um, but here's something really I, I can't get into I can't get into the Knicks right now because I don't know how good Jalen Brunson's I know he's good but like is he gonna be a difference maker I don't know but here's something very funny that I think you're gonna get a kick out of his dad Rick Brunson played for Temple and I used to watch those games all the time because Rutgers Temple games blah 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 but you know Rick Brunson got into a um, massage parlor situation uh, and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. He got caught doing something stupid. Supposedly it was a girl he was seeing, though. He was, like, dating the girl, and she claimed he assaulted. He got not guilty. I don't know. I don't want to get into the truth or politics of that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's not the point. Here's the best part of it for me. He used, what name do you think he used when he signed in at the massage parlor when he got in trouble? <laughs> I wish Dave was on the air for this to be crying. So he used. Um, um, my guess is that it was another NBA player. Yes, Michael Jordan. No, no, that was Patrick Ewing. So like the Knicks, the Knicks even lose in in like they lose in court when people are like with with, like, with a discovery. Like the Knicks just lose. And now you're talking about his father. Yeah, his father assigned in now- as Patrick Ewing. Who's now so the assistant coach? It's now crazy. the assistant coach for the Knicks, and the Knicks are being being hit up with these tampering charge now. Right. The Knicks are going to get know. fined like a couple, maybe a million, maybe yeah. less. But I, either I, way, I, he's a player. I, he's on the team. Now. Yeah, but but like, what if? I, listen, he's not guilty, so he that's that's what the court said anyway. Um, but what if you're Patrick Ewing, like a teammate? <laughs> like you read this in a paper, like how does that phone call go? Like. Hey man, hey Rick, like what? What's you have to sign? Why couldn't you use like really? You, no one even knows who you are. Your name is better. It's incognito. Why would you sign in Patrick Ewing? Uh, I was like, so I, I that made me laugh. Um, just another way the Knicks lose. So in other news, uh, a huge news coming out of the Big Ten. I'm a Rutgers fan, so we have to discuss this. USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten. Now I'm a purist, and I would normally hate stuff like this, but I got to admit. I love it for two reasons. I have tons of friends in L.A. I would love to visit L.A. way more than I do. And now I have a little bit of a push. If they're playing, like when Rutgers plays at the Rose Bowl or at the Coliseum, I got to get my fat butt there. Um, I look forward to that. I think it's, uh, listen, they got to compete with the SEC and some of these super conferences. And really, at the end of the day, these these conferences, like to me, it shouldn't be called a Big Ten Conference. It should be called the Big Ten Network, because all they are is a, is a television show. Really, it's all mm-hmm. they are, a giant network, and they have product. They put it on the air every Saturday, and that's the way it goes. Same thing with the SEC and and uh, you know Pac Ten. I don't know how. I guess the Pac Ten is just going to dissolve. I don't know how they can possibly. Um, yeah, did you see the news that came out today? No, I did not. So, well, there's two things. One tidbit is that now the Big Ten's sole focus is on who? Who do you think the Big Ten's going after right now? Well, the biggest team in the world, Notre Dame. Exactly. So the Big Ten, I feel like that's imminent for Notre Dame's ability to actually – I know that the whole TV deal thing, but in terms of Notre Dame having postseason success, I think they're going to have to get lined up at one of these conferences because it's going to be hard without having a championship at one of these power conferences to even get considered for recognition. 
Um, plus, I, I did I did learn something about Notre Dame. Now, normally, Notre Dame gets a massive check from NBC. Yeah, but I found out that actually, and, I, and supposedly for years, no one made as much as Notre Dame from the TV money. But I'm told now, uh, if, under the current situation, Notre Rutgers Dame would actually losing. make more money. Rutgers would make more money off television than Notre Dame because That's they're in the Big Ten. Yeah, and and they're not they're probably not spending nearly as much money as Notre Dame is right. for other things as well. But I'm neither here nor there on the on the semantics as to what, how it will work. I just know that Notre Dame it's lining up as to where like what made them special is kind of not is kind of going away a little bit and if they're going to want to compete in the postseasons they're going to have to line up with a conference now that said you asked what's going on with the pac 10 or the pac 12 or what it's pac 12 or pac 10 pac 12 i I, I, I call it the pac 10 that's how big 10 pac 10 you know so nonetheless the pacific uh conference we'll call it that they're about to lose now six other teams there's uh the the big 12 which is oklahoma texas or I don't even know if Texas is even still there and Oklahoma for that matter because of the way it is. But they're going after Oregon, Washington, Washington State, Stanford. So any so good basically, team- basically that Big Twelve thing is merging with the Pac-10 really at the end of the day. Yeah, but the Pac-12 to me, to me is sad. That stinks. This the Pac-12 is is looking to stick around. So what you might end up seeing is the Pac-12 stay, but then them recruit teams from the WAC. And the and the Midwestern Athletic Conference, and you're going to start to see like those mid-major conferences, the Utah start, State and, stuff like that. Yeah, they're going to dissolve yeah. into these what used you to be a power is, conference. At the end of the day, um, I love college football. Many people do, and as long as your team is playing, you know, do you really care like what no, you just want to watch? Not, not at all. But I, I will mean, tell you this: me and my brother had a good discussion. You know, you got the NCAA, the governing body. I think in the not so distant future, that could mean ten years. Um, like, I think some of these schools they're going to be, in other words, like Rutgers football is in the Big Ten, right? And but Rutgers football is attached to Rutgers University. But I think you're going to see with NIL agreements and the way the world is right now that like Rutgers football is just affiliated with Rutgers University. In other words, it, it'll be like a separate entity, separate business. In other words, you know, uh, Rutgers football is an entity that Rutgers University either owns or is involved with, but they don't get involved with what your grades and eventually come down to. You play for Rutgers football. You don't even go to school there. In other words, that's the only way it would happen. I mean, essentially with the NBA and the the one and done rule and some of these big conferences for the, the NBA prospects, that's already what it is. You know, it's like you're going to college for one year. And you're playing yeah, so, basketball season. You don't even have to go to class to lose your right. eligibility. So at and, all. And there could be something where, you know, if you go to Rutgers football, you uh, maybe the deal is you get uh, after you're done playing, they you, you, free online courses. I mean, like it, it, it's. I know it sounds crazy, but it really could be something like it that. Sounds I would crazy, hate that. but you know what else else would have sounded crazy. It would have sounded crazy if you five years ago you were going to tell me tell people that like they're going to be allowed to get paid eight million dollars, you know, without having taken something's got to give. Anyway, that's my thing there, and of course this leads to our next segment. Of course, what is Jimmy watching? Um, I love I love naming my segments on the fly. So, um, by the way, it's a great idea. Your laptop has all the Chop Sports logos. Was that done on purpose? Good move right there. Like yeah. this next segment is sponsored by your friend and mine, CornholeLevel.com. That's right. Jimmy Palumbo Show here, CornholeLevel.com. 
let me let me paint you the scenario about this cornholelevel.com. You go to someone's house, they're having a barbecue. You go in the backyard, and the guy has cornhole set up in the back. Right? Okay? You have a couple of beers. The guys, usually, usually the guys go first. They mosey over to the cornhole game, right? And all of a sudden, it's your house, and you're embarrassed because your cornhole boards are not level. They're tilted. They're on too much of an angle, not enough angle, and it gets embarrassing. So what do you do? You buy a cornhole level for 19.95 that goes in the hole on the cornhole and it measures to and fro up and down all around so when you're no longer embarrassed i mean to me that's like having a dirty toilet at your barbecue you got to have a perfect level official cornhole so everyone can enjoy a perfect game of cornhole.com no just cornhole so if you order cornholelevel.com it's 19.95 you get a huge discount 20% off the entire order if you enter in JP Show or Chop Sports, okay? No more using a regular level to do side-by-side. This is it, this does pitch and roll, front to back. Works on all cornhole boards. Small enough to take with you anywhere. Almost looks like an Apple Watch. That's what it looks like. You just drop it on the board, level, and play. Because you know what? It's time to level the playing field. Now, I happen to be one of the best cornhole players in the country, and um, uh, I think this is an important product to add to our nation because I just feel bad that across the nation, like this 4th of July weekend, Chris, let me ask you, how many cornhole boards do you think were not leveled properly all weekend? I would say probably at least 90 to 95% of them in reality, and that's not even an exaggeration. That's what I would really think. Right, now, why would you do that? Why would you have a not level cornhole board? Why well, I, I see now I wouldn't do that because I am a proud owner of a cornhole level and I was tagged see? in a few posts from some people that were that are new proud owners of cornhole levels and they got yes. to use them for the first time this weekend over the over the holiday and there was some tags. I think that they were tagged on social media. Yes. The cornhole this level is- you saw his product Mike, I, I'm saying Mike, I call him Cornhole Level. That's not his name. But he gets to see his product in um, in real time. I know my yes, brother bought and, like five of them. Yes, because two reasons. Uh, a guy like me who thinks Cornhole is the most obnoxious game in the country. But say I'm going to a barbecue with a guy who's a big Cornhole guy. How do I bust his balls? I'm certainly not going to play Cornhole because you give me 20 minutes, I'm as good as anybody, right? Because it's the easiest game in the world to learn. It's up there with pickleball. And now I can go in with an official product to add to his world that at least gives me 25 minutes of ball breaking. And I can be the official leveler by using cornholelevel.com. 20% off entire order, JP Show or Chop Sports. Go have a good time. My buddy Mike Caprio, who is my former second second baseman. He filled in for Mitch Fishman when Mitch got too old. And uh, he's also a Met fan. That's all I know about him. Anyway, <laughs> no, he's a he's a big sponsor here at uh, Chop Sports. Him and uh, Absolute Eyewear, Janine Michaud, who used to date. It's all it's all kind of like it's all together. It's one big family here. Ab- so you need to go to Absolute Eyewear to get your eyes checked. So then you can get to cornholelevel.com so you could level your board. I mean, it makes sense. Like I know, Chris, you haven't been to Absolute Eyewear yet, and you you can't see a thing. So how are you going to use the official cornhole level if you can't even see the bubble? No, I could see the bubble. I could see when I look up. I got to get real close. But the beauty of when I'm leveling my cornhole, I could get as close <laughs> as I want. 
Okay. That came out really brutal. It did, didn't it? It one did. thing about Chris, you know, one thing about Chris, he's got a level cornhole. Anyway, I do uh, now. So that's it. Cornholelevel.com here at Shea. He's got to insert um, the um, the um, doohickey in the in the doohickey on the thing, and we're all doohickeys. All right, here we go. Now, I'm watching a new show um, that I absolutely love. It's called Old The Old Man. It's on FX. It stars John Lithgow oh. and Jeff Bridges, and this show is I love it because. John Lithgow plays the CIA guy and Jeff Bridges plays the, you know, the, 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 the bad guy, I guess, but you don't really know if he's the bad guy. Um, and those two actors, I, I, like I said, I could watch them read a phone book. I mean, they're just so good in this show to watch them. Uh, you just, you just stare at them and they do the thing. Also, uh, Amy Brenneman, who used to be on NYPD blue, a few other shows. She's like an aging Amy Brenneman, but she still looks fantastic. She's been on TV for a long time. She's in it as well. She's great in it. So you're watching like these three awesome, you know, uh, actors. Um, and it's just a good show. I know you haven't started watching it yet, but Put it on your I list. I will, though, because man. Jeff Bridges and Lithgow, that's, it's can't it's, miss TV, it's honestly. Now, normally I talk about shows that I really, really like. And so I started watching this show on HBO called Irma Vep. It's on, it's on Sunday nights, maybe. Um, I, I, I uh, DVR everything. It's with Alicia Vikander, uh, who's in The Danish Girl. She's smoking hot. She's about 33 years old. She's like a really cute, hot actress. Um, and, I just stare at her when I watch the show, I think. But the show is weird. It's also like, I'm like, it's boring. And I'm like, you know what? I I think I'm going to bail on this show. And I rarely bail on TV shows. I'm six episodes in, or five. And I'm like, you know what? I just, uh, you know what? I got to say goodbye to Alicia. I I think this show is quirky, which I sometimes like. I, I, it doesn't work for me. I don't know why. I just, um, I don't know. It's a half in English, half in French. So I just, um, I don't know. I'm curious. Have you watched it? I'm, I don't think you have. Because Irma definitely, I know what the show you're talking about, and it's just not my speed. And I'm right to think it's not my speed because you're about how many shows episodes in, and you're you're considering dipping out on yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I, I want you to do if you. I'm notorious for watching a, like a season, or even more. I'll be like, season one ended okay. I'll give season two a couple episodes. If it doesn't go, I'm out. And I have there's a hundred shows that I've dipped out on. I want, but you've you've dipped out after a full season. I'm ready to dip. Uh, you yeah, know, no, you know, I'm going to make out. you. I'm going to give you homework. I'm going to give you homework next week. I just wanted to watch one show, and then you can explain. Okay. We can we can have a chat about. Now, it. full disclosure, um, I will sit down. I will put it on, <laughs> but I can't promise that I won't dip out immediately. Like I'm going to give it I, a I'll shot. I'll be honest with you. I, I think I'll be honest with you. I think I would if I was in Vegas. I would bet you'll dip out before the end of the first episode. I will. I do. Oh, I mean, um, but you'll you'll wait a minute though. You will. <clears throat> you will enjoy the 35 points a game from Alicia Vikander. I'll tell you that much because she's, you know, six seconds to go, turn around, jumper, good. Um, the other thing is I got a weird phone call from a buddy of mine who I love. My buddy, he's going to kill me for bringing this up, but it's funny anyway. I get this weird phone call from my buddy Frank Danzi. I went to school with his brother Ben. And he has a son who's getting involved with the TV and film and directing and all that. I haven't talked to him in a while. I did one of his movies. He produces his son's stuff. He calls me up. He goes, hey, man, I was on this website, unclaimedfunds.newjersey.gov. You know, I'm like, all right. He goes, and I was just, you know, there was a few dollars there for me. I, I'm trying to find out what it is. But then I just started Googling some of my Facebook friends. And I'm, I'm like, okay. And he goes, I saw some stuff came up under, you know, Jimmy Palumbo. And, and I'm like, 
oh, okay. He goes, I'm going to send you a link. You should go check it out. I'm thinking, well, whenever I do anything, my, my name is James Palumbo. So whenever I get mail or anything that says Jimmy Palumbo, real mail, snail mail, that says Jimmy Palumbo, I know it's usually a showbiz thing, but it's not because everything is James Palumbo for me. I do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, but I'm looking at the website. I'm like, I hung up the phone and I said to myself, that's what a creepy phone call that is. Like, is he trying to get like, but he's a, he's a lawyer. He's a great guy. He wouldn't scam me ever. I'm friends with him. So I, of course I went online. I looked, I typed in my name, Jimmy Plumbo, and then boom, there it is. I clicked on it. You have to put your current address in your social security number. I'm like, what am I doing? But it did say dot New Jersey.gov. And I'm pretty sure that's the common uh, things at the end of those things. And next thing you know, I get an email saying, we're in the process of uh, now uh, looking at your stuff. And uh, we see that you're you're owed $2,000. So I call the guy Frank back. I go, hey, Frank, it's telling me uh, they owe me two grand somewhere. He goes, ah, there you go. Good. I'm glad I called you. But I'm like, I go, Frank, um, my financial situation, like, I don't. There's no two grand laying around. Like if anybody owes me two grand, I either you was already in small clip. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, this like has happened Chris, to me so many times. Right, Chris. If you were like, I could see maybe some some bad cable bill or a, a forty five dollars, fifteen, you know, something like that. That could happen. You move and the bill doesn't go with you. So, but if you're if someone owes you two grand, you, you're knocking on their door for it. Bro, right? there's a story. This happened to me recently. I I found like six hundred something dollars in a pocket. I told you this story. I think. Yes, you did. Yes, and, you did. And it was like. What was going on in my life? Because I know for the last 20 years, I didn't have money to the where I would just lose $700 and not notice, right? Like, right, right. So there's $700 has always been valuable to me, right? So what was going on in my life where I lost $700 and didn't even know? Like there right. must have no been some serious issues for me. Yeah, yeah, you must have been to know. some kind of when process. that money got lost because it was in pants that I hadn't worn since I bartended at Big Shots, and this was at least six years ago. It's crazy. If we were on a t- if we were on a TV show now, we'd start doing the flashback. Maybe you walking into the bar sober, then you meet some girl named Sally Sue. You win maybe like the one of those video game things that the, at the the lottery games. You win seven hundred dollars. Then cut to you doing shots with the girl. Then cut to you getting in a cab. Cut to you down. It's one hundred percent exactly how it went. Maybe maybe just like <laughs> I don't know. It could have been a series of like I worked over the summer and worked like eight days in a row. And you know when you're bartending. And sometimes it gets ahead, but still, yeah, just, it's a lot of money. Not not seven hundred, and not two grand though. Like not two grand. So so then so two grand. So now I just got the confirmation email saying the check is on its way, and I'm like, no way. But I I, I think know. you know what that was. Remember when I gave I sent I remember sending a two thousand dollar check for the Jimmy Palumbo show for your for your podcast, and maybe you sent it. it never to the got there. Place. You never told me that you got it. So unclaimed funds. They you know so what I got to check for it. Maybe maybe, maybe it's from. It could be from Absolute Eyewear or CornholeLevel.com or something like that. But I assure you, if I get this check, I will be doing a segment on how the hell Jimmy got two grand check. I hope they tell me where it's from. Though. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Like they're just going to pay you, don't you? I mean, I need some. Hey, plausible so deniability could be good too. I, I don't know where it's from, it. but I got to be honest with you. Because I am a loyal fan of Chop Sports, and not only am I a loyal fan, I'm part of the part of the foundation of Chop Sports Network, um, which only people who really Google that will see now as things have progressed. I I put Dave Sturchio in the uh, in the unclaimed thing because anybody can search anybody, 
And I put in Chris Gucci, and it said there are no funds here for you. So I was I was hoping to no, like there's a new the one. Segment. There's a new one. It's like um, when someone puts in unclaimed funds, there's going to be an email sent to me, and it's going to be like, "Yo, there, you happen to owe a ton of people money that they <laughs> they just tighten their name on unclaimedfunds.com, and your name kept popping up as one of the people that owe money." So that's it. Maybe that's we should do a new website called uo.newjersey.gov. You put your name in you and you find out what, you know, how many assholes owe people money. But uh we'll see what happens on that. So yeah, I didn't see, but I maybe you I didn't put in Christopher Gucci. So maybe that's how your name is officially. I wasn't sure. But Dave Sturcho, I mean, it's David Sturcho. I don't know how your world works, but you could tell you and Sturch that there's no money there. Um which leads me to the last little quick segment here. Me and my, we were talking with my nephews and my uncle, uh, my brother this weekend. You know, to me, there's four levels of football. You know, you got your little league, your high school, your college, and the NFL. And uh, I know up by me, it's really, you know, I think they used to have 100 people involved with the 100 athletes on the football team. Now there's like, I don't know, I'm blowing the numbers, but now there's like significantly, like only like 30, 35, 40, something like that. They only have like a freshman team and then uh, then it's varsity. There is like no JV. They don't allow freshmen to play because it might be a weight disparagement. So there's really only two teams. And plus a lot of teams are having trouble funding the freshman team now. And, um, and I started thinking, we were talking about how, you know, each level feeds the other level. So, uh, a lot of football little leagues have um, uh, the numbers are way down as parents don't want their kids playing football because of their brain injuries, which are all over the place now. And then the high school teams, a lot of people don't want their kid playing high school ball because of the injuries. And that leads into college, the the product. We're going to call the athletes product. So there's a shortage at each level. And eventually there's a shortage to, to the NFL. So I think eventually um, as to, a lot of, we're not talking about next week. We're talking about years from now. And certainly areas like the Southeast, uh, football doesn't seem to have the bigger drop-off. But uh, it's still a drop-off. Everywhere is down on numbers in that lower in those lower levels, uh, high school and Little League anyway. And it's just curious to how, you know, I, I always hate rule changes. And we talk about how the NFL game was so much more tougher 25, 30 years ago. But I'm, I'm willing to bet 20 years from now, as more scientific evidence comes in on this concussion stuff, the game of football is definitely heading towards, you know, flag football rules. It just is. I don't see how it can't. Um, either they got to play with no helmets, whatever, whatever change they make is coming because product is is being, you know, the assembly line is it's not been as watered strong. down. And um, I guess over time you worry. I, I feel like there's um, there's some some measures put into place by some smart people that have a good foresight and understanding where, where at least youth is headed. And there is a lot of, um, I, I just think that hitting anywhere below eighth grade is unnecessary, but I think you could develop football skills. So I think a lot of it should be where they make it a little bit easier and they take some of the fear out because let, let's be honest, when I was playing youth football, if you were a certain size, you weren't allowed to play anyway. If you look around the NFL, most of those kids that guys that end up playing in the NFL, they weren't even allowed to play in Pop Warner because they were too big. They got rid of the weight classes for whatever reason I do not know. But, like, you didn't have to make weight with your age for the last 15 years. And I think what that does is it takes a lot of people that parents would be like, well, my kid's not playing now. But there's a lot of new organizations forming up where it's literally a seven-on-seven drill. It's seven-on-seven flag ball. 
And these leagues are popping up and they're big. What I'm not saying that they're big as high school football is. Sure, sure. But they're they're really good in, in developing skills for football and understanding the the strategy and formations without having to go out there and put the risk on a nine year old, ten year old, eleven year old. Um, as you get to high school, you're correct in that there is a lot of new sports for these kids to play. And specifically, and I'm only saying this demographically, I think a lot of these sports, lacrosse, even hockey, um, you have to have money to play them. Right. You know, like you're, you're not going to see, but you got to remember, you have to have money to play football too, though, to sponsor. I I understand. I understand. But when it comes to like the NFL product and the college product for that matter, um, it's a largely a pipe dream and the numbers on people that are actually achieving that pipe dream, you have to be first and foremost, you have to be big enough, fast enough and strong enough. Right. So the product that they're going to put out into the NFL, I don't know that those people are ever going to be steered from football. Now, um, yeah, but if you don't play it as a kid, you know, you, 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 you know what you're going to see? You're going to see monsters playing lacrosse. But no, you know, I think that we could we could almost have the same conversation where it's like if you look at where the demographics for most of the NFL players are coming from, Definitely there's still below. a lot of football. There, there's still a lot of football being played, you know, and it's the same yes. thing. With now, the, I'm not, again, I said long term, put it this way. If you're, you're on right. the, if you're on an you're NFL right. committee for rule changes and long term, I would say all these every business has a has a meeting three times a year. Every business. Hey, like what's what are the future of cell phones? Where do you see where do you see furniture like if the, going? If you don't think the like NFL that. is playing the long game. You're wrong. And I think largely what they do with this stuff is. um. I've had this conversation with you about baseball too, where it's like they're pissing off a lot of the old school fans, but in the grand scheme of things, they don't care about that because they're, they're trying to advance the game and they're not worried about what, you know, not to be grim, but they're not really worried about what the fan that not going to be here watching the games in 20 years anyway, they're not trying to really pander to that person. It's like the, it's like the streaming thing. Everybody hates it, but like, you know, 15 years from now, uh, nobody's going to even know to hate it. Because it's just going to be what everyone just be does. Stream right, so yeah. But but the but this is different. This is I agree. That, that is, this is the actual product, and, and it's a numbers game. You know, th- th- what is there? There's th- three hundred college um, football teams, okay, and you need seventy five. In other words, it, it's a pure numbers game all the way down the line. Now, also another thing is like baseball. You don't become a star till twenty five. Whereas basketball, you become a star when you're 19. And I think basketball, lacrosse, even a little bit of baseball, which does take time, the games are longer and all that. I think football is, to me, I would love to know, and I should probably, like, how many people played Little League football 10 years ago? How many people? Like, I would love to have all those parameters. And every the, number, years, the numbers are the down. Numbers. I, I do think the numbers are down, but I don't think, it. Uh, I don't want to say this, because I don't know this to be true. And I don't know that this is, I don't even know that I believe this. This is partially me being devil's advocate here and partially me really looking at it. And, and like as a football fan and somebody that advocates youth playing for personally, I think it's a great thing. Me too. But, but you know, just in the sense of a numbers game. Yes. I do agree that there is going to maybe be a watered down product, but I feel like we're getting that as it is now. But Chris, you know, you're forgetting, you know, you're forgetting the big exponential factor right now. You have people like you who played football and you have a kid, you might push him towards that because that's something you enjoyed. Okay. But what do you do when you go by a decade and now the kid who didn't, 
play football. As a kid. As a kid. Dude, that kid's not playing football. So I think 20 years from now, whatever the numbers are now, are going to be, I say, 30% down. And there's something's got to give. And you know what? To be honest with you, if a lot of people are having concussions, that's not a cool thing, man. But so, if they're playing football in in every neighborhood in Texas, the NFL will be fine. South Florida, Texas. No, you know what? I, I no, Chris. I don't. I don't agree. It's, I'm it's, kidding. You, you need I a much. No, I mean you. you need, no, I mean you need you a need much better demographic. You need a, a country demographic to fund these leagues. Um, but let's see. It's just an interesting thought. My thought of the day. I had a conversation with my brother about stuff like that, my nephew. So, listen, that's our show. We went a little long today. We went old school. Um, this show will drop tomorrow. Don't forget, please, and I forgot to bring it up at the beginning of the show, patreon.com, look up the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Also, please, click. I need some more clicks on YouTube and Instagram and, and Twitter and TikTok. I posted some really funny TikTok videos this week. So go to the official Jimmy Palumbo TikTok. Go to the... Um, Instagram, do all that. I need these clicks. I got to get involved with this more. Uh, as you well know, I got to get people to click and look at me, look at me, look at me. But that's where we live in. Um, and that's it, Chris. Thanks for doing the show. And I'll see you next week with a very special Where have you come from? Where have you gone? I'm a bit